0: KBLA run, Talk 1580, that's Miles way, Lowe, his new fun. music. Miles Lowe Music man, is where you can, you can find it. You can see him back there, running feel things feel around here. <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm Dominique Duprima. I love, love, love that. That was our Wealth um, Building Wednesday spotlight on yesterday. If you missed that interview, uh, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, learn a little bit more about the young, the young artist, Miles Lowe, um, Miles Lowe Music. So yeah, let's talk about it. What's on your mind today? Eight hundred nine two oh fifteen eighty. It's so funny to me that as soon as as soon as the Republican also rans finished their debate, um Trump said he's not gonna be at the third one either. He is so brilliant at making it all about him. Like as soon as they finished talking, uh he didn't go, but he was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna talk to those uh losers at the next conversation either. Um, only five of them made it to the stage in Miami. But, you know, I mean, even though Nikki Haley is moving up in the polls, they're still not even anywhere close to being within striking distance. So unless he literally, uh, you, know, su- you know, just disintegrates or something or decides that he's going to go, uh, you know, get a new career, he's their nominee. I don't see how the guy, how Trump is not the nominee, uh, for the Republican party. It seems like, is it a, is it the race for vice president? Is it just people trying to sell books? Uh, I don't see how you gain against Trump if he won't even join you in the debates. Although Nikki Haley has, you know, she's moved up. She's yeah. What is she like? In some polls, around 7%, and some a little higher than that. Um, It was, I didn't look at the whole thing. It was amusing. I think it was interesting that, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy drew booze when he tried to go in on uh, Nikki Haley's kid. Why are you monitoring what Nikki Haley's child does on TikTok? That's creepy. To me, that should be a disqualifier for president right there. Why are you worried about what my kid is doing on TikTok? Gross. Disgusting. I'm glad they booed, and that's probably going to help her. Uh, she called him, I think, a uh, scum. <laughs> you got you to love that. When they get down to the name calling, uh, and they were all you know, uh, trying to reposition themselves on abortion, uh, trying to tap dance around that issue after we saw uh, Republicans take a beating, um, including Daniel Cameron, LOL in Kentucky, around the, the um, elections on Tuesday. And a lot of it was because of the abortion um, conversation, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The Dobbs decision is not going away. And I do think it's going to be a factor. It was kind of the DeSantis and Nikki Haley show, but it's it. The still the elephant in the room is still, you know, he who shall not be named. Um, stunningly so, remains the front runner. Even though he's in court acting up, right? I mean, who does that? disparaging the judge, not answering their questions. It's like he turned, he's turning this trial into his own reality show on his social media and, you know, in the press because even though it's not televised live, we hear the things, the crazy things he's saying um, during the trial. It's like he's using it to make his persona bigger rather than worrying about whether or not he'll be convicted. Well, I guess it makes sense because the judge has already said that clearly there's fraud in the way they were reporting their, um, the valuations of their properties. So it's really like just how bad are your fines going to be? How big a hit is the Trump organization going to take? That said, if I'm a judge and you're talking smack about me all day, I'm probably um, less likely to give you a favorable outcome. I'm just saying. I was taking a look at some of these things that are going on around and about. We can talk about any of them. I feel like I'm not even getting caught up with all that's going on. Um, it's There's a preliminary hearing. Um for Asap Rocky's case, he's pleaded not guilty to two counts of uh, assault with a firearm for uh, allegedly shooting his homie in the hand, his friend, this guy that he's known since high school. Um, and it sounds like, you know, I was reading about this, it sounds like there's so much beyond what the actual charges it are when, when you have a crew and one guy blows up and gets really famous and, you know, has babies by Rihanna and the rest of the crew is still struggling and not really doing that well. Um, what is that? What is, you know, what is Rocky's um obligation to his crew? Does he, you know, does he have to reach back um, is he giving people enough credit for their role in his fame? And it sounds like there's all of that tied up in it, not just this particular, um, these particular charges. And, you know, I'm not claiming to be an expert on all of the uh, ASAP folks because it's a bunch of them. But, I, you know, I wish that they can work these things out as brothers, and no one has to get shot, or go to jail, or, you know, one person tear another one down, because they don't feel like they're getting their due, he's, he's facing serious charges, um. but it seems like, uh, you know, anytime, you see this with Cruz, anytime one person really blows up, and the other ones are struggling, it's going to be It's going to be some stuff in court, out court, groups breaking up, managers quitting, taking sides. I hate to see it. Oh, man. Yeah, Biden's not doing good in the polls. I'm glad the Republican Party did well anyway. And I'm mad at him for his foreign policy of, as I've said many times. But, you know, again, I don't think we track the things that... He does do. Um, Last week, uh, Biden nominated two more black women judges, uh, Judge uh, Jacqueline Sneed. Um, And um, these, you know, these nominations are important because they are game changers in terms of the number of black women on the bench. Jacqueline uh, um, Austin is the other one and Julie Sneed. Um, One for the district court in Florida, one for the district court in South Carolina. Continuing a trend that Biden has done of nominating more black women to the federal bench than anyone. That's not a nothing. Um, And I say it not to say, oh, well, so therefore we should forgive him for his missteps. I say it because I hear too many of us saying that Biden-Harris administration hasn't done anything for us. And that actually isn't true. And maybe it's not enough. Maybe there are key issues that move you in a different direction. I'm struggling with the um, Biden administration's response to the crisis in the Middle East. It makes me not want to vote for him, just as his treatment of Haitian refugees made me not want to vote for him. Just like... His policy around Cuba makes me not want to vote for him. That's why I think it's important to track those wins. Um, 32 black women uh, to date have been appointed by Biden to lifetime judicial appointments. 32 black women. That's more than anybody. It's not a nothing. These are black women who will be on the bench for life. And uh, I put that in the encouragement um, column, because these are the things we miss, but these things are important. As we've learned time and time again in the past, especially in the past few years, judges matter. Judges matter. Perfect time to call me. I would love to talk to you, 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 1580 <laughs> Let's weigh in KVLA delegation. That's what we do around here. We got a lot to talk about.
1: More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward.
0: It's America.
1: The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with now, Dominique DePrima on first things first, first things first.
0: And as I said, it's a perfect time to call me. I, we, we do the freestyle phones thing where you can call and change the subject. I threw a few things out there. I don't want to, um, you know, neglect Elijah McClain. I I was so touched by that young man. Um, he was killed by cops, um, just walking down the street because he was wearing a ski mask because he had a condition that made him get cold and they decided to, um, throw him down on the ground despite his pleas. And he was, it was just heart wrenching to me. He said, I, you know, that's, that's not who I am. It's a young violin player, 23 years old in Colorado. Uh, the first, um, officer uh, to come to the scene put him in a, in a carotid hold a choke hold then they um they shot him up with ketamine and he died um but uh one of the cops was acquitted um this week it was a second trial of those officers um in The guy's name is Nathan Woodyard. He was acquitted uh, for reckless manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. Um, He was the first guy to get to the scene. He was the guy that put him in a chokehold. He pleaded not guilty and a jury agreed. Um, And I get it. Prosecutors thank the jury for, you know, showing up for jury duty. Reminder, note to self, (laughs) <laughs> we have to go when they call us. Um, the you know one of the officers was um, held accountable in this case, but it's still a blow. They say the defense argued that um, the ketamine was administered by the EMT, so it wasn't the chokehold. But you know that's I mean it's it it. it the way that the coroner talked about it, it was a combination of those things that killed McClain. Um And the reason the cops went after him is because somebody said he looked sketchy. <laughs> somebody said, there was no weapon, no one's in danger, but there's a kid and he looks sketchy. And that, for that death sentence. Um, and it was the body cam footage that was so heartbreaking um, in that case, I'm sure you remember He said he couldn't breathe repeatedly. Um, They shot him up with ketamine. And he died several days later. But uh, Officer Randy Rodema, that's the guy's name, he was found guilty of criminally negligent homicide assault in the third degree. He's going to be sentenced in January. Could do five years. Face $100,000 in fines. And he got fired. But uh, this other guy... So two of the three were found not guilty, and only one held accountable. Let's go to Quamel calling us from Gardena. Good morning, Quamel.
1: Hey, uh, want to make sure I, uh, you know, weighed in before uh, the, the 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 crazy Eidos crew, call, you know, jumps all over the chat tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: this. I see. I see that thing's gonna be a thing. There won't be much room anymore. Uh, let me, uh, let me, touch well, well, let me just tell um, you,
0: people aren't calling. They're in the chat talking smack, but they're not calling. The phone's not ringing, so there's plenty of room. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you saw, you saw, I was last Friday. I was, I was on. I'm like, okay, like y'all talk about this trash. Go ahead, and call. Like, go ahead and go ahead and you know, burn the burn the burn the line up and 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 let it be known. You know, but y'all want to want to do these weird pretenses. It's, it's it's just corny to me that they do that it, when you, when you easily readily available to call. I even called in just to just to show. Okay, no, it's not. But you know, uh, <laughs> weird, weird, weirdos are gonna weirdos are gonna be weirdos. Shout out to all the FBA and those people out there. But yeah, weirdos are gonna be weirdos. Anyways, um, so uh, quickly on the on the debate. Yeah, um, even, even though I felt like some voices were kind of moderated, I, Vivek Ramaswamy is is not one of them, and he definitely even before you said uh, the word. It's like he was just going out of his way to be scummy, and and be like this this hard line, uh, you know, hard line a hat. Uh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no pun intended to the to the um, to the, the battle rap league. <laughs> but yeah, he was going out of his, going out of his way to be an a hat. I'm like, it's not even Trumpy, and he's just like a it's, the guy's just a full on Richard. And um yeah. I don't I don't I don't see why anybody would want to vote for a person like that unless they just wanted to see the world burn. Did you did, have um, you seen
0: the video of him side by side with Obama where he literally steals Barack Obama's entire speech? <laughs> it's on it's not, on uh, not, it's on Instagram.
1: Not yet, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure uh, it's it's quite painful, and um, yeah, you know, I'll probably need I probably need suppositories when I'm done. Anyways, um, <laughs> that, that was bad. That was that was, that that was, was terrible that was really and gross. That was, that, was, that, was, that was tacky for morning radio. Yeah, but hey, I gotta gotta right. wake y'all up. Gotta wake y'all up somehow uh, Los <laughs> Angeles. Um, yeah, uh, so two two other ones. Have you been seeing all the complaints about the? Uh, the Lauren Hill concerts that happened over the weekend. Yeah. I was at the one on yeah. Saturday. Oh, you went? And, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting. Got a, got a nice suite and, uh, was, was, uh, able to, able to chill, chill to self, me and, me and, me and the friend that went. Uh, so that was, that was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of cool, cool, but it, it really made me, it really made me, uh, clamor for, okay, Lauren, it's okay to make new material, but then hearing about what happened, with the miseducation album, which I I famously never liked, I, I never liked that album. I thought really, I, I thought that album was horrible. Personally, yeah, I thought that album was oh,
0: horrible. Oh, I love but, that album, but, but okay, but yeah. I mean, but did you wait a long time before she came out?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh hilarity will ensue with this. Watch this, okay? So I ended up, I ended up in in traffic that was leaving the USC game, right?
0: Oh, Ooh,
1: we were we were we were we were stuck there some some terrible. It probably took like a probably about forty-five minutes to get out of it. We were late, but we were right on
0: time. Ah, that's hilarious! So you and Lauren were on the same on the same schedule, so it worked out for you, Quamel. But I mean, so we're talking about Lauren Hill. The controversy is that she was two hours late for her show, and she has a reputation for being late for her shows all the time. A lot of people feel it's disrespectful to the fans, and a, allegedly, reportedly, I didn't see the videotape, but she said, you guys are lucky I get here at all, or something to that effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and on top of that, I mean, she's even, she's even said this on the, on the Niles record, like, oh, y'all complaining about lateness, I'm like, okay, so, Lauren, this clearly bothers you, right? So, why not step up? Or unless, unless you just don't want to work, then she, find might, a way need, she to might need she might need more help. Thing. You
0: know what I mean? Maybe she needs a stylist to get her her outfit ready in advance. But you know what? Honestly, I love, love, love Lauren Hill. But I've been wondering for quite a while if she you know what are the mental health challenges that she's dealing with because you know it's just I'm, I've seen performances where it looked like she was going through a thing.
1: I mean that that, that can be true. Uh, you know, and that, I think that's has been a thing probably since since Before the Unplugged. Um, and I, I don't want to get into too much inside baseball with their with personal life. Um, however, I started just to, just to investigate this because I would always think, like, you know, why not just make a record? You know, why not talk to Jay Rawls? Why not talk to, you know, somebody to kind of, you know, Q-tip or somebody that I could give you a sound that's like, ooh, okay. Like, we'd be excited because clearly if people are going to these shows, they'd be excited for 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 a new record. But then I saw the stuff that, that Robert Glass, that people were bringing up Robert Glass, but I said, okay, Glass was my guy. I knew she was going on here. Oh, oh, stealing music. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. You're, you're, you you're, you're auditioning and firing, uh, good band. That, that's, that's kind of foul. So it, it, it seems, it speaks to a lack of accountability on her part. And mm. yeah, if you gotta, if you gotta, if you gotta work one damn album for 25 years, uh, yeah, you, there's something you're not doing right. Even though the non-strike approved, you still got, you still got some art, some, some dope art in you at that. And, and, and you know, to bar out with the best of them, um, just, there's just a lack of ability to move forward and do better. And, and, and that's kind of trash on her part. Uh, one final thing. I know you're approaching the break. Um, to the, to the Israel-Palestine, uh, issue and, and, and this, and what's been I don't know if you've sensed a lot of people feeling like you in particular or or anyone that everybody needs to weigh in uh but it's, mm. so in 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 an organization I work for we had our we had our meeting on Monday, and our marketing person you know kind of i guess felt a little felt a little uh stifled um and wondered like if we needed to speak on it and I, and I said hold on have we historically been weighing in on things as an organization to, to need to do this? Um, just based on, you know, seeing a, seeing a few IGs or TikToks that that uh, speak forcefully about it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't necessarily see why someone needs to come in. I mean, if you're not informed on a matter and you're not passionate on a matter, and, and, and you've not been historically doing this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, if your job is not weighing in
0: on these issues. That's a really interesting point, Quamel. Why are all these organizations that don't do anything about the Middle East now putting you know, disclaimers on their websites and putting out statements? It It, it's, it is very um, interesting. It's, it's odd, crazy times. That's why I call it like McCarthyism. And you know what else it's reminding me? It's oh, yeah. reminding me of the OJ trial because when OJ was on trial, you know, anywhere you went, it was like almost like, uh, "Let me see your ID." Where do you stand on the OJ trial? It was like the, uh, mm. you know, apartheid pass card, and they wanted to ask you this. And I remember um, Neely Fuller said, "The correct answer is, I know two things: two people are dead, and I didn't do it."
1: <laughs> that is very. Oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, I, why? Why should it be anyone's business if 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 you've chosen to you know be silent on a thing because you've historically not been just weighing in on specific batters um no one should you should not feel the pressure to
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah
1: i think it, i think it has kind of been this whole you know litmus test of like you know are you team this are you team this group right
0: right Quamel, as always, I appreciate the conversation Quamel, call me at eight hundred nine two o fifteen eighty you can too it's k b l a talk fifteen eighty.
1: The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580.
0: And you're up now. 809 920 1580. Going right, right, right to the phones. Let's go to Florence calling us from LA. Good morning, Florence. Good
2: morning, and thank you, uh, Dominique. I always appreciate this platform. Um, I just wanted to comment on the conversation about the pressure to pick a side uh, in terms of the Israeli-Palestinian issue. I think it's important, as an educator, I always you know, challenge students to know who's behind the production of a newspaper or who's behind the financing of a television station, because I think a lot of this is coming from folks who control the media, and therefore, they're trying to control our perspective. I also think it's interesting that when the Nuri Martinez thing happened, no one was issuing public statements to denounce it. Even President Biden denounced it, but I didn't see any where on school districts' websites that we don't support it. I didn't see it on any other. So I didn't see that happening, even though that was publicly egregious. But no one was denouncing it, and this is more something to hit home in terms of taking a stance and what we think is equitable and true. So I just wanted to share that.
0: That's a really interesting perspective, Florence. When do we decide to, you know, take a stance? When do we decide to ostracize people for having one position or the other? Yes. Yes. Why is it that some issues merit people losing their jobs, their livelihood, their friends, and others do not? It's, uh, it's, it's really a fair conversation. And to me, the censure of Rashida Tlaib is a glaring example of that. It makes no sense. You have actually, you have Congress people sitting there who have advocated the overthrow of the U.S. government, who have allied yeah. with white supremacist neo-Nazi groups, and we don't censure them, but yeah. Rashida Tlaib, who is Palestinian, is not allowed to take yeah. a position that you don't agree with. It's, that's, yeah. what's giving, that's what's giving me McCarthyism, and, and, I, and yeah. I'm not okay absolutely. with
2: that. Absolutely. And, and the, the, the worst part is that how do we demand that people be aware of the issues today when our school systems didn't take, teach the truth 40 years ago? So if we really talk the truth about who took over these spaces throughout the world, then People wouldn't be trying to figure out which side to take because they'd know the truth. When we integrated, I always say we didn't integrate content. That was the problem.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Florence. I don't know that we were in charge of the content. I love that these churches are starting to teach black history. Let's go to Fred calling us from L.A. Hi, Fred. come uh, on, Dominique. How
3: you doing? Myself,
0: good, good. What's on your mind?
3: Yes, yeah, so you watched the debate last night.
0: As much as I could stand, which wasn't a lot.
3: Yeah, I uh, see. Um, my thing is that uh, whoever uh, uh, become the number two uh, candidate will have to take on Donald Trump. I think the reason why Donald Trump is not going to debate, I think he feels that uh, Ron DeSantis going to eat him
0: uh, eat him up on TV. Well, I mean, it's working for him. If I'm not going to a debate and I'm leading you by 30 points, why would I change my strategy, right? I mean, it's working for him. His approval ratings are up. He's beating Biden in the polls. He's tr- he's stomping out these other candidates. Why would he bother to go to a debate? What's in it yeah, for him?
3: Okay. Yeah, that's true. And then, even though Joe, uh, Joe Biden is uh Uh, 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 poll numbers going down, I think it may come up if the blacks and the Latinos get behind him like we got him in in our office in 2020 we have to do the same thing, everybody's got to vote democracy is on the line, you know, so we all got to Yeah, I mean, I I, I,
0: I don't want to have another Trump presidency either, Fred but we don't, the, the thing is, we don't have to And you're going to have to, you, Biden administration, are going to have to figure out how to reach out to us and make us want to do that. You know, I don't think should or have to is going to fly in 2024.
3: You know, well, and then the thing, the young people ever said they can't buy a home. I was looking at the the Epoch uh, newspaper the other day. Uh, Gases, prices are
0: up. (laughs) Be careful about looking on that newspaper, though, Fred. That is a conservative anti-justice I mean if you want to read it yeah. fine I read I read the left and the right but you can't take that at face value I double check those statistics in reality yeah, the economy is doing well but stuff still costs more so even though the economists can tell us th- that things are better you know the job numbers you know unemployment is down wages are up mm-hmm. unions are having big victories the fact is if I go to the store and I can buy less for my paycheck than I could before. I'm not going to be happy about the economy, no matter what the pundits tell me. Um, And, you know, and I I think, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I feel like the Biden administration can't count on that our democracy is at stake. People are tired of hearing that. And even though it may be true, true, even though it may be true, people want deliverables. And they want you to get out of that, you know, what is, you know, the saying, 19... sixty five called. They want their politics back, mm-hmm. especially when it comes yeah. to foreign policy.
3: Well you know we got uh the elections coming up uh next year. Do you plan to have Josh Cascon on your show?
0: Well hopefully we'll get all the candidates on the show like we always try our best to do. That it's coming right up. That'll be our assignment right after the new year, Fred. Appreciate the call no, and the, if, go ahead.
3: Hey. I there's because there's nine. I can. They said right. to look at George Cascon's job. So you take care and you uh, enjoy your weekend.
0: Right, and and you too. And that's uh, that's the point I was making, which is that during election season, if you have one of them all on, you have to invite all of them on. So, yeah, would we have all seven thousand district attorney candidates? Absolutely, we would. Uh, that's part of our job. Look for that right after the new year because the election this year. Is in March. Um, let's go to Jamal calling us from LA. Hi, Jamal. Oh,
4: good morning, Miss Dominique Premier. God bless you in the front page. And and excuse me, <laughs> L.A. No worries, the Yes, I want to say this. Um, you know, they're going to put a, a hold on teaching the truth about Black history in America. But what we have coming out now, Both, uh, uh, the, 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 the museum's name, Bonaparte, okay, the little guy from France, the general, okay, they're going to blow that up. I can't wait to get outside and deface that thing when I see it down there again, okay? I'm <laughs> telling you right now. The other thing is, the other thing is, don't say his name. Just say whatever number he was in the thing. Just don't say his name. You don't want to hear his name
0: anymore. Yeah, I know. I try not to, but he's in the news so much, it's hard to avoid it it all. I usually say he who shall not be named, but sometimes it's like, golly, with all the trials and everything, you just want me to say 45. You don't want to hear the T word? Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. I've got one more thing I need to put in here. Yes, sir. This whole gambling thing, the 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 commentators in sports now, the, the, everything they say is is about gambling. What has happened to the commentary on what's really going on? Do you do the commentary, and all of a sudden they talk about the gambling thing? They are inundating our children. You do, you are not hearing the horror stories now about young people gambling, doing all this betting. It's not on the news. It's not out there. It is causing havoc in families huh. all across America.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point. I know that gambling is an addictive thing. Um, yes, it is. And I know that the restrictions are getting loosened up. Gambling on sports, gambling online is becoming more and more common. I everywhere. haven't seen any numbers on how that's impacting young people. But I imagine it's probably pretty serious, just like, you know, people it's, are addicted to serious. porn and it's all the other online yes. addictions that yes. folks have right now. It's
4: very serious.
0: I've you know. I mm, we'll have okay? to do, have if to they, look into that.
4: Hey, if they arrest me, I'll be calling KBLA, come to come get me because I am defacing that Napoleon thing. I see out there again. Okay.
0: That, you know, <laughs> oh, we have to have bail you day. out because you go after Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll let Tavis know. Wow, are we now? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we got you back. I don't know if we can bail you out, but we don't black down. You know that. It's uh. It's 809 920 1580 That's the number Jamal and Florence and Fred called, and you can call it too. It is not too late to get in. I'm Dominique DePrima for KBLA Talk 1580.
1: She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station radio station. and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique De Prima. right now. Right now,
0: around right now, um, 1580 is the number. Uh, so much going on, and we're here for you to unpack it. Um, and to update you, if you don't want to participate, I try to stay on top of some of these things, just so you can. Um, So you can stay on top of them. And I feel like there's so many things that don't get a lot of conversation in the mainstream that we ourselves can touch on. Um, You know, who's reporting on the fact that Philadelphia is putting up a big Harriet Tubman statue? It's a 14-foot bronze statue of Harriet Tubman. It'll be the first statue in philadelphia which is known for its historical patriotic things of a black woman and there was controversy about the first design they went back to the drawing board now they've picked a winning design um why was there controversy because they had picked a white artist to do a statue of harriet tubman with no rfp no request for proposal no competition just saying hey you a white person, make Harriet Tubman. Now they've actually had a competition and they've picked a winner and um, Alvin Pettit is going to be uh, making this 14-foot bronze statue called A Higher Power, The Call of a Freedom Fighter. Um, And it will portray Harriet Tubman um, as a military leader and freedom fighter, which is an interesting take. And uh, it's... A beautiful thing. Let's get let's celebrate and uplift uh, those important figures, moments, movements f- throughout our history, especially as we see the pushback about doing so in the classroom. Who's that military uh hero? Oh, Harriet Tubman, who is that? We may get to that point soon enough. Uh, let's go to Q calling us from Los Angeles. Good morning, Q. Yeah,
5: grand Rising, my dear sister. Um, I'm going to get straight to the point. Um, before the Yom Kippur War, when Egypt took control over the um, the Suez Canal, one uh, Israel was one of the um, nations that it refused to let them use the Suez Canal because Suez Canal was uh, originally, when it was built, it was to be shared, by waterway to be shared by all. So fast forward. Israel right. decided the um, uh, U.S., France, U.K., and some of the Western powers. They decided to build a canal called the um, Benguron Canal, which is to the north, uh, to the um, east of the Suez Canal. That uh, so that will be under the, um, the control of Israel. Now, when you look at it, the map, the way that it was laid out. To build it straight, it will go straight through the Gaza Strip.
0: Yeah, Otherwise I have. I mean, would- I have seen. I have seen some um, some articles and some social media posts about that. The Suez Canal is a really strategic canal for those that don't track that, um, where cargo ships go through. And apparently it's like the major shortcut uh, there through um, the Middle East, so you want't to avoid having to go all the way around Africa um, to, to move cargo. and it's so crowded. They have it going one way for several hours a day and then the other way several hours a day.
5: Yeah, you have six hours to go one direction, and then you have to wait another six hours. But, the, uh, well, this is that they will have to, if they build it, they will have to go around the, Ga- uh, the Gaza Strip into the uh, Mediterranean. And this is going to take a little bit longer. And so when you look at all this and you put it all this together, there's no, there's, it doesn't surprise me that Israel is still going around trying to level the Gaza Strip. It's so doing that will give them the, uh, they want to take over. That, that will give them the opportunity to have the straight uh, line cutting through the Gaza strip. That way they wouldn't have to go around it when they're building the canal. So this Banguro ben- Canal has been on the uh, drawing board for a while. So what is happening right now, the uh, leveling of uh, um, the Gaza strip, it doesn't surprise me at all, one bit, that this is, that they wanted to carry on with this plan. Look at Biden administration. It's full of nothing but uh, uh, Zionists, blinking, yelling, and all, this. Look, all of them, they're Zionists. If you look uh, from the same thing, England, the same thing. So the, the construction of this Ben Guron Canal has been under
0: the, the uh, I mean, I've heard that argument, and I'm looking here, I see a lot of articles about how, you know, Israel has had the goal of building this Ben-Gurion Canal um, and so that they would have their own uh, shortcut that they control, um, that, you know, other allies could use. But I mean, surely, you know, there's lots of reasons for this conflict. That could be one. Um, there's, you know, the historic... Um, Annexing and and expansion of Israeli territory has been going on, um, ongoing really, since they they were established as a state in 1948. In 1969, they expanded their territory. And uh, with, you know, settlers moving into what is considered Palestinian territory, they continue to expand. Um, Netanyahu has said he sees them... Israel taking a security role in the region for a long time, which means basically occupying, um, as they do in the West Bank. And it's a subtle difference because they already control the borders, the electricity, the water, uh, supplies going in and out. So Gaza or the territories, you know, that we know that would be Palestine if we recognize Palestine as a sovereign nation, um, have been controlled by Israel for you know for decades, and so the question becomes: What does it take for the world to recognize G- Gaza and the West Bank as Palestine, and what borders do they adhere to, you know? And what sovereign rights do they have as a nation? Because if I can let people settle on your land, so that means I don't respect your borders. I control all of your resources. That's not really sovereignty. That's not really sovereignty. I'm, you know, the, and, and so it, it does, it seems like it's not rocket science, but of course there's more to it than that. But how do you, you know, every sovereign nation has a right to defend itself. Every sovereign nation has a right to exist. That's why we're backing up Ukraine. And yet there are no borders, that anyone is bound at this time to honor when it comes to Palestine.
5: That's true. That is, that is true. Uh, they wouldn't mind uh, Palestinians having the West Bank, but the Gaza Strip, they want to take it. They want to take it for strategic uh, reasons, for the construction of the ben uh, Canal. They want to take it. Well, Netanyahu has not come
0: out and said that. Right, oh, I was- mean, a lot of people think that because they seem to be bombing it into oblivion. It's hard to imagine what it would take to rebuild Gaza. This idea of a humanitarian pause to me is—it j- doesn't make any sense. We're going to give you food and water and then bomb you into oblivion. We'll pause to give you food and water, and then we're going to keep bombing in, you know, in in UN schools and hospitals and you know everywhere that. Um, Hamas might be. And I, you know, I don't, it's hard for me to understand why we can even with any straight face say, okay, well, we'll, we'll just let this continue until they eliminate Hamas. Have we eliminated the Taliban? No, no, we haven't, you know, and, and sadly, you know, there are so many parallels because we know that Netanyahu, you know, supported um, Hamas initially, and then you know now is trying to eliminate them. Just as the U.S. armed and supported the Taliban, and then went to war with them, and then what did we end up doing? Leaving trillions of dollars later.
5: Yes, yes, that has been our, our signature. In, well, will build you and we we'll destroy you okay but
0: it's got to be a new day right there's new consciousness new leadership it has to be a new day it's a new consciousness worldwide of people and you know no matter what you don't get to kill children you don't get to no. kill children
5: but, but, but Dominique, how, how, how are we going to our wake up people when this Zionists control all the media
0: well, you know what that that's but that's an anti-Semitic trope. I mean, it really is. All Zionists control the media. Are there, you know, are there Zionists in media? I'm sure there are. but it's not, I think that this theory that one group or another controls the media. Rich people control the media. That's who controls the media. Billionaires, oligarchs control the media. And they're they come in every stripe. I mean, Rupert Murdoch is from. Australia.
5: They, they are Zionists all over. They are not only concentrated in Israel, they have them all over.
0: Well, sure, that's a political philosophy. But when you say, when you, you know, I just think you, you know, when you get in, and that's when, and, you know, we're going to have to go into news traffic and sports right here, but that's when you get into the confusion that's so problematic. If you don't know the difference between a political philosophy and a religion, then it's easy to either fall into being anti-Semitic or fall into calling people anti-Semitic for the political beliefs. And both of those are not clear-eyed, correct, and fair. All right, we're talking real estate, big changes, and how to overcome discrimination. You're going to want to stick around for this. Farrah Wilder is my guest. KBLA Talk 1580.